0: Hey guys, hello.
1: Hello, welcome back in the middle of the summer here.
0: Yes, in middle of the summer. Maybe you're listening to this like late in the summer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The dog days.
1: The dog days of summer.
0: (laughs) So before we get into the episode, just want to remind you guys that we'd like to do this Q&A listener episode for the 50th episode. So
1: please uh, send us our... Send us your question, not our question, your <laughs> questions, uh, to our email, mm-hmm. um, which Anthony will tell you in a second what it is. <laughs> um, we already have a couple of interesting questions. i mm-hmm. um, looking to get a couple more, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, and uh, then we're going to have this this interesting 50th episode, I think.
0: Yep. And again, anything that sounds interesting to you guys, just mm-hmm. email publicfillproject at gmail.com, and I think it'll be fun.
1: And that's the email that you want to use also if you have any questions in general or anything else yes uh, pertaining either to the podcast itself or any other um events yeah uh, or suggestions for us right that sounds good okay
0: so today guys we will be talking about something that indirectly we have touched upon mm-hmm. in previous episodes but now we're going to talk about it explicitly
1: and that thing is beauty exactly so i remember at the end of our aesthetics episode, I I said like we didn't even talk about beauty. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh and then we have talked about this. Um I think we have touched upon it um a couple of times. And um but never we never we never focused on it. And I think it's a pretty important thing, mm-hmm. especially when you when you consider the role that this thing had mm-hmm. in ancient philosophy, for example. Um and in general right did as in our everyday life uh, we seem to be attracted by this thing that we call beauty right it seems to be uh, part of our life i want to say
0: yeah i think it's probably more pervasive would you say than than people let on like beauty is more of a thing in your life than you think typically
1: absolutely and it's and it's interesting because like with most things aesthetics but especially with beauty i think you have a a double way to look at it like you Mm -hmm. can look at it from a purely um what can we say superficial perspective right like the 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 beauty that hits your eyes right Mm -hmm. um and people might think that when we talk when you're interested in beauty and when you look at things and you like beautiful things so you just you might be interpreted as shallow, right? All you're looking at the exterior part right, of right, stuff, right. right? But instead, within philosophy, within traditional philosophy at least, well, beauty is something that has more to do with um, with ethics and with uh, even mm. with, the, with the interiority. There's more than just the shallowness being attracted by the surface of stuff, right? Yeah. Also because, you know, we've got to figure out what this <laughs> the whole thing is, right? And that's
0: kind of an interesting distinction to bring up in the beginning because it's like, you know, you have these philosophical ideas that get, you know, showered down, that's a weird way to say it, but like through the generations in Mm -hmm. simpler forms. And when you were saying that, I was thinking of this idea we have of like, you know, it's not the outside, it's the inside, right? This idea of outer beauty and whatever that is, people tend to think that like that one is less. And then you have this idea of this inner Mm -hmm. beauty, which is not merely a sensory thing uh there's something else going on and i guess we can get into that more but to start with like you know what is even this thing beauty in general whatever it is i don't know about you but i would say it seems to be associated with good
1: Mm. in what sense would you say that i mean i think you know where you're going but
0: i think there's a couple of different ways you can as a starting point um say that beauty is good Mm -hmm. and one way is to say that you like it you desire it or something like that so and you could understand that in a more shallow hedonistic sense or Mm -hmm. a more grandiose sense so there's something fulfilled when it happens um you could look at it in the sense that beauty benefits you in some way um you could think about it in terms of people that improve your life you could talk about it in terms of art that improves your life um You could talk about it in terms of personalities, feelings, and and in goodness itself, right? Because I feel like especially the more back in time you go, there's this kind of equation of beauty with the good, right?
1: Mm -hmm. So, and I was saying, I was thinking while you were saying this, that this connection between beauty and good, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting one. I can see how you say whatever is good is also beautiful, right? Because it seems to be a positive quality, that's in there if something is good it's got to be beautiful as well.
0: Ooh, I was thinking the opposite. So you were thinking that whatever is beautiful is good? Yes.
1: Mm, I'm not sure.
0: Whereas you would say maybe it's more so
1: what is good is beautiful, but there are some things that are beautiful that might not be good. Okay. Um and and I'm thinking I'm thinking in different ways, right? Everything that you were saying before, I think that you can say the opposite as well as well. So you were saying there's some the beautiful things improve your life. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But also, beautiful things can make your life hell, <laughs> uh, I feel, right? Okay. If they are out of reach, for example. Mm. Because the, the the ideal of beauty, if it's not something that I can have, right? Then all of a sudden, this is what makes my life hell. Mm-hmm. Literally, right? So to think of a relationship where the the object of your love, which obviously in your eyes is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Is out of reach for whatever reason, and that is adds hmm. suffering to it. And the suffering literally comes from this beauty, mm-hmm. right? Or the, the 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 inability of me to access it, for me to access it.
0: That's a good point. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that initially, but now that you say that, what I'm thinking is that seems to be. True about beauty, but not specific to beauty, because I think you could apply that to goodness in general, right? Because if you have an ideal as such, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, the absence of that ideal, you know, in the striving is going to affect you in some way as something like suffering, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe motivation and it's positive, but I think the thing you're saying applies to goodness in general, and and this goes to this idea that goodness can't exist without badness and i think so beauty can't exist without something something bad as well i
1: would say Mm, i i still contended um the goodness the good is a larger entity than beauty right i agree yes but i think that it i mean i don't even know what it looks like not to be able to access the good considering that something that comes from the relationship uh, at, at worst let's say the relationship that there is between you right mm-hmm. and the external world mm-hmm. but not in the sense that there's i think that in order for you to achieve goodness let's say right mm-hmm. nobody can deny that that's a work that you have to do well, you can be denied of beauty instead, right? You can be denied by the object of beauty, but you cannot be denied by the object of goodness, I want to say. I don't mm. know if it makes sense what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say. I Again, I'm under the impression that... and um, There is a scenario... I'm not necessarily agreeing with... I'm not necessarily saying that this is the way you think, but there is a scenario where the good comes from inside and it can be self-contained, coming mm-hmm. from yourself, and that's it. Well, with beauty... You always need something external. There is a relationship that goes out. Therefore, you can be denied of that. You cannot be denied of the good. The works to get to the good, it is always from inside.
0: Okay, so beauty is always already an object in some sense. It's an external thing that you are.
1: It is situated in in a relationship let's
0: whereas say. you would say the goodness is not necessarily situated within a relationship
1: yeah, yeah. Um, again if you think about beauty and things that are beautiful mm-hmm. right uh, or people that are beautiful yes um you, again you need this it's you need this something that's outside of you right when it comes to good i think that has to do with the, with the discipline right ethics is the discipline that deals with the individual with the subject mhm well, aesthetics we've been through that, but Right, right, right. <laughs> it is it is it needs absolutely um a second at least a second element there.
0: And even if so you would say even if there is something like inner beauty, it is only inner beauty when recognized by something on the outside. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Okay. You know how we say this. Yeah. You're the only one who thinks that. <laughs> an issue. There.
0: Okay, so why don't we go through I think this is a good, like, sketch of some of the general ideas. Maybe let's go through some of the basic things, ideas, people um, talk about in conjunction with beauty.
1: Associated with it, right? Yeah. Art is one of them, right?
0: Art is definitely one of them.
1: Um, What else?
0: People, People, as you said.
1: like, especially when we talk about partners, right? Yes. Uh, But not just that. I think, in general, a beautiful baby, a beautiful... Mm. um, but there is the the element so let's put it this way. With people I think we can subdivide it even more. Mm-hmm. There's the Eros kind of um attachment that you do that you put there? And then there is the 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 friendship mm-hmm. kind of attachment, we could say with Aristotle. What's the what's the the Greek word for Aristotle? Um I don't know. Um or Philia, what is it, Philia? Philia, okay. Um and then you have the 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 pure how can we call it with people the inner beauty aspect of it right mm-hmm. this is a uh, this is a beautiful person mm-hmm. um, so people art what about things like cars and
0: oh yeah I think people would say so I might not say so but and I might not not say so but I know for a fact that there are people out there that would be on board with that
1: would you say things like they're beautiful computers as well
0: (laughs) well some people will look at systems right like like if you talk about uh theoretical physicists who talk about string theory they'll say oh it's so it covers everything and it's so complex but reducible and perfect so it's beautiful Mm. people will talk about numbers like they're beautiful
1: i always associate those things with elegant more than beautiful but you're right there's Mm. some people that would say that um. so definitely some piece of technology I would say right some theoretical things can also be beautiful yeah, that's say. important in
0: advertising right like you think yeah. of Apple commercials right they always show you this delicate sleek shiny glass thing floating <laughs> in front of you and you're like ah oh, and you're drawn <laughs> to
1: it um, so it seems that uh, it's a category that encompasses like there are beautiful trees too like almost everything yeah and there's a beautiful necklace a beautiful diamond right even mm-hmm. rocks can mm-hmm. be beautiful so doesn't seem to have any limit, any specific limits, right? That's an interesting question. Everything can be beautiful, and therefore everything can be ugly. I guess. Right. I was
0: gonna say, except the non-beautiful. But is this category of beauty and non-beauty applicable to all things it that you seemed, experience?
1: It seems like it seems like the, the possibility of beauty is everywhere. I sound like I don't know. <laughs> a, a weird movie. What?
0: It's like a like a love guru or yeah. something. So. <laughs> Let's start small. If you talk about people, Mm -hmm. right, I think this is probably the most common sense uh, you'll hear people talk about beauty. So when someone is attracted to someone in the most base physical level, Mm -hmm. that seems to be called beautiful sometimes, right? Yes,
1: yes, the the erotic kind of Right, like a beautiful woman. Yes. Um, Yes, and um, are we, I mean... What are what characteristics need to be there, do you think, in order for And and again, I just there's the big question right there, right? That, that we, we we're already dancing around, like mm-hmm. right? is it in the eyes of the beholder, uh, or is yes, it, yes, or is it objective there, right? Yes, and I think we're not we're not answering this at on, but <laughs> not touching that right now, not touching that right now. We, we we have a long way to go still, but but I think this is the first thing, right? What and again, like we we do most of the time what is this characteristic that all these things have in common? And yes. it's specifically within within the Eros element, right? What kind of things need to be there for a woman or a man to be uh, beautiful or a non-binary person to be mm-hmm. beautiful?
0: I mean, that's a good question. I think one thing you might say is you think something is beautiful if you are attracted to it. Mm. And the concept of attraction is itself kind of a mystery, Right not only the issue of like what even is attraction but why is it why is that a thing mm-hmm. um so beauty seems to have this element of in a manner of speaking it draws you to it hmm. to kind of you know uh, extend the metaphor of attraction you are drawn to beautiful things something about it makes you want it in some sense
1: mm. but okay let's bring this to um uh, Something that's not people for a second, and then we'll go back to them. Okay. Uh, would you say that some people are drawn, they're attracted by music that's not beautiful? Is it possible to be attracted by things that are not beautiful? And I will contend, yes, it's possible. Okay.
0: Does so it, my whatever? honest answer, yes. I would say that I'm having two thoughts. One thought is the kind of thing. That an outsider might say oh here's an example of someone being attracted to a music or something that's not beautiful Mm -hmm. might actually be beautiful if you understood everything going on so even something very chaotic and dissonant if you're not familiar with it you might be like oh this is like ugly what is this but when you understand all the underlying mechanisms you might be like okay but there's this thing to it Mm -hmm. that's one way of approaching it Mm -hmm. um not you know not necessarily something i would say or not say just something i thought Mm -hmm. um and the other thing i want to say is you're not gonna like this uh (laughs) i do think people are naturally inclined towards the beautiful and i think in instances where there is the quote unquote unbeautiful and someone is drawn to it i kind of think that's ingenuine Mm. like i think you have to try to be attracted to the
1: non-beautiful so it's it's really interesting to me because When we're talking about music, you went to the dissonant stuff, to Mm -hmm. the noisier stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Well, to me, I was thinking people attracted by, again, I picked on him last time, Justin Bieber, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, I'm thinking like of whatever, I don't know, shallow, stupid song that you can think of. Or people that are attracted by, I don't know, some... Drawing or painting that's mm-hmm. really nothing special just like cookie cutter stuff yeah, exactly but people are super attracted by this thing. oh this is beautiful and then and you you have all the quote unquote experts mm-hmm. or people that simply like music for example in the case of beer be like Yeah, that's not beautiful <laughs> right this is just because I think that with with beauty uh, more than attraction is a matter of exceptionality hmm. something needs to be exceptional for us in order for to be beautiful. It needs to be looking above average. Otherwise, it's not beautiful. Otherwise, it's just meh.
0: Right, because (laughs) if everything is beautiful, then nothing is beautiful. Exactly. So So there has to be a not beautiful, and there has to be a meh. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I'm thinking, but there is a lot of people attracted by the meh part. Mm. And this is why I'm resisting this idea that attraction is the main force beyond beauty. Okay, what if I weaken
0: what if I weaken the claim mm-hmm. and <clears throat> we don't say that attraction is like the defining characteristic of beauty. In other words, not all things that you are attracted to are beautiful, but all beautiful things do involve some kind of attraction. Because that gets you around mm-hmm. those things you were saying. Because mm. so, I could be attracted to non beautiful things, right?
1: But you're saying if something is beautiful, it needs to be attractive.
0: Yes. And I think that's what I initially meant as okay.
1: well. Okay. Well, that's different. Uh, do you think so? Are we excluding the possibility that actually there is something that's beautiful that, for example, I, I kind of, I can think of an example of this. I'm thinking of Van Gogh, right? Okay. Van Gogh wasn't attractive, his art wasn't attractive for his contemporaries right mm-hmm. for a specific historical period mm-hmm. this thing was not attractive at all and then he becomes attractive after hmm. and we consider that beautiful well before if you you know if you look at the way you know, they treated him everybody thought it was absolutely ugly and not attractive and yeah. this is not one th- I mean think of how much how literature works that way right and mm-hmm. art in general and philosophers and philosophers yeah. as well right I'm thinking yeah um, and so that said how does that work does it need to be attractive when as long as it's attractive once hmm. uh, that that is again that's a good question because we, we can if we if we specifically situate it in a specific in a historical period that's problematic right yes uh, if we make it universal, it's also problematic because it, that then we have no confines at all, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think one way you can get around that is to say something like, "You, whatever is truly beautiful, it, it might be called not beautiful by." people coming from an impure standpoint so you know how a lot of the times things come out and like the public opinion shapes how it is perceived in in Absolutely. the epoch right mm-hmm. and it might be the case that people call it on un- unbeautiful because they weren't actually having a, like a true experience with it and then someone else just heard someone else say that and then so you have this like cloud of non-genuine Direct and indirect experience of the thing that makes it seem like it's not beautiful, but, like, actually it is.
1: And how do you establish, though, when this is happening, when this is of genuine, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think with history it's interesting because the answer is, well, in the future, right? (laughs) Like, you recognize looking back, oh, okay, this was just an instance of there was this thing in the air and people were latched onto this and they were closed off because reasons X, Y, and Z. But now we can kind of look back and see it in a more quote-unquote objective sense um, without those uh, flavors that were intrinsic maybe to the the zeitgeist of the time.
1: But even even that is complex, I think, and complicated because I'm under the impression that it has happened in history that, you know, um, Painter X... It's out of fortune. It's not, you know, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. His work is sucks for <laughs> when he's alive, right? Mm-hmm. Then they discovered, they rediscovered this painter fifty years later, right? And then all of a sudden, his work is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then again, nobody remembers him anymore. And they're like, eh, it's not, it's not that great either. They, there are those so waves. waxes and wanes, yeah, exactly. And in that case, I mean, it's hard for me to say that when this is happening. What's happening is the fact that this thing is always beautiful, and we're just changing opinion about this.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm wondering if it is, if there's something else. If there, I guess, because this this will go in the way of of absolute relativism, right? When it comes to, hmm. to this kind of stuff, that I'm not necessarily sure I want to buy the bullet. No, um,
0: definitely. I mean, I'm trying to think of what an example of that would be, and I'm I'm trying to think of like something on a microcosm versus a macrocosm. And a microcosm might be, you know, when I'm younger, uh, I don't like this thing. And then Mm -hmm. when I'm a little older, I'm like, oh, I guess I just didn't understand it. I actually really like it. And then I get older and I'm like, uh, it's okay. And so that's a small example of that, right? A bigger example might be waves of music. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, oh, old is new and stuff like that. How maybe, I don't know, I'm just going to choose something not necessarily that's true, but like, 60s music Mm -hmm. right like 60s folk getting into 60s 70s rock like oh it was in the time period at least for the counterculture scene is like oh this Mm -hmm. wonderful thing and then it kind of went by the wayside maybe in the 80s and then it comes back and Mm -hmm. people are appreciative now and maybe it goes under so that that might be an example of that Mm -hmm. i think the question is when that happens does that mean that like the status of the thing with regard to its beauty changes. And I'm going to say no.
1: Mm. I'm
0: going to say we are changing.
1: So the taste is different.
0: I think, I think the taste is different and maybe the constraints of the, the standpoint are, are changing.
1: Mm. What does that mean though? Well, and again, two questions about this. If this is true, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, How do we know that the, beauty is still there right Mm -hmm. uh and secondly what does that really mean does it mean that so in that case taste and beauty are divorced right they're not the same thing oh yeah because people have bad taste all the time (laughs) right yeah uh so and but in that case again how how can i know that people are having bad taste instead that that thing is not just a piece of garbage?
0: Hmm. so I'm going to appeal to a couple of things you won't like at least one of them uh, I I do lean more in the direction of whatever beauty is it's something like objective of course defined in the constrained way by <laughs> yeah. means of intersubjectivity via the last episode um, but I do think that um, and the other thing might have something to do with another quality we talked about in a previous episode which is authenticity okay. and the authentic standpoint
1: mm-hmm uh i understand i understand i'm not again it's always i'm the one like ambivalent i don't want to be i don't <laughs> it's want to be i don't want to be beauty to be completely relative but i don't i'm not know if i'm exactly mm-hmm. comfortable with saying that it's objective mm-hmm. um
0: would you agree that there are some things that are objective because by means of our shared intersubjective conditions, they're going to be drawn to and repelled by some base things? Uh,
1: hopefully, yes. Right, like,
0: like, why do we all think a third is a good interval? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. Why do we think these parallel harmonies are good and, like, this one sounds kind of weird, you know?
1: No, there, there seems to be something um, that I don't know if it's objective or we just... Used to certain things, right? Mm. Or maybe it's just our biology, meaning that uh, our inner ear is made in a way yes. that makes us appreciate some things rather than others.
0: I think that's part of it.
1: Uh, which could be. That has to do, though, with obviously with human stuff, right? With the way humans are made and partially the way they grow up, right? Because I think there are some, let's call it, let's make it like the. The larger that you can make it, like some aspects of rock music, they're not pleasant to the ear. Yes. And yet they can still be beautiful, right? Yes. So the biological aspect is there partially, I mm-hmm. to say, but I wouldn't lean on it completely. No, you're right. To, you're right. To, 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 to define beauty. Actually, if anything, beauty is an acquired taste. That's, I, that's true. I think the beauty is something that you start seeing, just you fully understand and appreciate the moment you go beyond what's just pleasant to your senses. Yes. So it's a completely cultural experience from the perspective, and mm-hmm. I know you don't like the sound of that, but <laughs> but it's a complete cultural experience, meaning that you need to educate yourself, not in school, right? You need to educate yourself to yes. appreciate beautiful things.
0: No, that I absolutely agree with.
1: And if that's the case, then the old natural aspect of it goes out the But, but I wrong. think
0: they can come together because... Like you can say that on a base level, there are certain things that you're drawn to, whereas the more complex things do require some effort.
1: So um, the whole time we're talking about this, I have in my mind the Greeks, right? Mm -hmm. The Greeks have a very simple but effective way of establishing what's beautiful when it comes to especially people uh, and art, Mm -hmm. uh, which is proportion
0: saying symmetry yes.
1: symmetry and proportion right things need to be in a specific way they need to you know the nose needs to be as this big and mm-hmm. the eyes need to be this big and there needs to be it's the golden mean right exactly exactly you need to have the arms uh exactly this length compared to the, to the everything needs to be that way if you right, look at right. the statues right and this was the way in which in the classical greece they establish what is beautiful and what is not right mm-hmm. and you can have and that's objective right uh, relative to the system yes. that they have created yes, yes. but it is objective either is this touchchi beautiful well let me measure mm-hmm. yeah this is what good yes it is not no so and I think that that is the base level that you're thinking of right uh you consider that to be biological It can still be very much cultural right we mm-hmm. are inculturated into thinking that those simple, numeric almost right stuff are the things that give you the key to what is pleasant Mm -hmm. and i think there is something to say for the fact that we like simplicity for example uh, at first the simple things are the things that we appreciate the most Uh, and maybe this is because are the things that we can more easily discern i don't know when we were in, in the jungles starting mm-hmm. to survive or whatever it is, the simpler the thing it is, the better it is, the more relaxed you can be. So it's less place. effort. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not sure that that gives you access to beauty. That gives you access to the mad things. The <laughs> Yeah, maybe,
0: the, I don't want to make any strong claims. I just want to say, you know, I think there's some aspect of it that is rooted in that and some aspect that is not rooted in that.
1: That's all. I, and And that's, that's fine. I, I don't think I don't think anybody can tell you, you know you're wrong about this. We don't know, right? Uh, but I feel that it is the beauty is of absolutely cultural in the sense that I described before. Endeavor that needs you need an education. Nobody. I mean, maybe you look at you know at the Mona Lisa, right? Mm-hmm. And you by yourself say, "Oh, this is beautiful." Mm-hmm. Um, but that's rare. I want to say there is context that needs to go there yes. in order, especially if you look at these old masters like Italian old master from the, the Renaissance and all this, but this period of time those things seem so simple now right but then when you know that they didn't know what perspective was and mm-hmm. they invented all these things and so on and so on then at that point you start saying like wow this is beautiful didn't mm-hmm. it, it adds a complexity to the painting that you didn't have before
0: you certainly need context mm-hmm. you absolutely because without context it's not only a matter of not getting the beauty mm-hmm. I, like you literally are not getting the object mm-hmm. right because it's the context at least to an, a certain extent that defines how the object shows up yeah right and so Someone presents you something and you're like, Oh, this is nothing. We could do so much better now and you're like, Yeah, but what if I told you that this was made in a time before they had X, Y, Z or exactly. access to whatever? It's like, oh right. It literally becomes a different thing yeah. in your
1: it's, look at the pyramids. Experience. Right? Yes. Look at the pyramids. You look at them and you're like Well, first of all, they look gigantic, right? But mm-hmm. well, then you if you think about it, you know, with a with a dispassionate eye, you're like, Well, it's a bunch of blocks one <laughs> on top of the other, right? <laughs> But then, when you start realizing what went into that, mm-hmm. uh, and how many people died to 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 build that thing, and mm-hmm. what that would they represent, and that that start they start to be beautiful, right?
0: Yeah, I think the safe way out of this, like for us to progress, is to say that I maybe not, but is <laughs> to say that there are like objective things within certain systems, hmm.
1: and yeah. then so so they're cultural, but they're within that culture. We have parameters that we need to respect in order for yeah. It's to be like beautiful.
0: I would say there's layers. Like there's the personal, there's mm-hmm. the familial, there's the cultural, there's the biological. Like there's okay. the existential. Yeah, I, basically. <laughs> but to go back to the original simple thing. Yeah. Pun intended. That we were talking about um, people. We started with this idea that people yes. say, "Oh, sh-, like They're such a beautiful woman" or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think there are d- different ways you can mean that. Mm-hmm. Because one way you can mean that in the visual sense is like, oh, there's something sexually attractive, mm-hmm. right? And like what that even is, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. kind of a mystery still. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also just, you know, it's not quite a sexual attraction, but it's just like there's something nice to look at when I'm looking at you, right?
1: Yeah. And I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But, um, it's, it's tough, right? Uh, first of all, trying to... To, to kind of pinpoint what uh, what this thing is that, that, that makes you that makes you think that uh, these women are beautiful in different ways mm-hmm. right it's interesting to to think of and what it is I, I can I couldn't I couldn't tell you right yeah um, but it seems to be something there and is it similar to these other things that we were discussing before is it I mean I have as you know, I have a hard time thinking that this is all about reproduction, right? This is the biological no, yeah. thing. That's yes, the, I don't agree
0: I, with that because there are things you're attracted to that are biologically useless yes. or like disadvantages. Yes.
1: exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and, but on, again, to complicate things a little bit more, right? What happens when you instead have the opposite? Why are we not? Why not everything is beautiful? Why not every person is? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. What is it that makes the? Difference? Is it is it really proportion? Is it is it is a symmetry? Were the Greeks right, at least when we talk about people?
0: I think it has something to do with ideas and ideals, mm. because maybe you could talk about it in the base level visual sense of proportion and like, oh, this person is closest to the ideal, and I'm drawn to that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not always visual when you're attracted to someone. And what I mean by that is the reason you can be attracted to someone is also because of their attitude, like how they act. And mm. that's more than just visual. There's visual information, but it's visual information tied with like, oh, that's a this kind of person doing a this kind of thing in this kind of way. And there's something about that idea mm. that's drawing me to it. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely involves like culture and, and and norms and taboos and lived experiences and things like that.
1: But we're we're equating again attraction with beauty there, right?
0: Well, not equating, but saying that when people find something beautiful, they are attracted to it mm-hmm. for one or more of
1: these reasons. So we're trying to figure out what this beauty in these people is. Yes. By saying like how come am I attracted by it?
0: And I think yeah, I think there's a few things. One of them, like I said, is it's some ideal Mm -hmm. that's compelling you towards it. And not even like a good ideal. It could just be an archetype. Like literally, Mm -hmm. it's it's a representation of this archetype. And for some reason you are drawn to that archetype because maybe it reminds you of something, or because maybe it makes you forget about your problems, or maybe because it makes you feel more secure in yourself like it doesn't matter right
1: okay so let's let's get in trouble here (laughs) okay i'm ready (laughs) so um what does it what does the what does a beautiful woman look like i'm so mad you asked this question (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no seriously well i mean because well first of all this implies that some are not Uh uh-huh and we already get in trouble with this by itself But again, what what characteristics? Because there must be something.
0: Okay, can I broaden it to make it (laughs) less... uh,
1: Less problematic? Sure.
0: What are the most general, probably shared, not beautiful things about a person?
1: Non-beautiful things? Yes. Okay. Uh, Are we talking about aesthetics? Are we talking about... I don't know. Whatever it is. Because again, if we're talking about the visually... The mm-hmm. visual aspect,
0: mm-hmm. that's tough. Yeah, because you can have overlap because you can have someone that maybe has the quote unquote attractive visual traits, mm-hmm. but not the attractive character traits, mm-hmm. or vice versa.
1: Exactly. So, if we're going to separate those two, yeah,
0: it seems like they can work. They do work together in, in our everyday experience of people, but we can abstractly distinguish between them. So, uh,
1: let me ask you a question, right? Uh, yes, we can abstractly, definitely. But I'm saying I've seen on TV actresses, right, Mm -hmm. for example, that I think are beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? i never met them. I have no idea what their character is. Right, right. And I haven't done – I'm not the kind of person who goes and does research about how how this actress is. Is she nice? Is she – I don't – Right, right. You know. Um, So it's possible to do that experiment. And what are those things? Again, what characteristics are there? Can we describe – we probably can't, but can we describe and pinpoint – well, these are the things that need to be there in order for somebody to be beautiful. Because, I mean, it's not, not that long ago that uh, I was just... I saw that Victoria's Secret is changing. But they're all line and stuff, oh, right? Oh, yep, yep. Uh, I was just talking about this the other day. And, um, and I mean, nothing necessarily wrong, right? Uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 just, uh, it's, it's just the way in which we're going, right? Now, the point is there. Does that kind of distinction has anything to do with beauty? Uh, the you know the, the models they used to have to be in a specific, uh, you know, it's not about weight, right? It's like more, a category. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we're saying no. Not this doesn't represent what we consider uh, beautiful anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I can accept. That that's that's fine to me. If we we can decide that we have passed the time when we. As human beings, consider things beautiful this way, and now mm-hmm. we're past that, and we say, "Well, now we consider it this way." It's fine with me. When it's forces, what's a, a different story, though? Right. Um, but the point is, are there characteristics of that kind that go into it? That are like, "Hey, you know, if you're a beautiful woman, you cannot have—I don't know—I <laughs> <laughs> can't even think of anything specific." I know.
0: So I'm trying to think of like. Basic things you might say that don't get us into a territory we don't want to be in, Um, such (laughs) as someone being good at something they do. Okay. That's something that pretty universally people appreciate, right? Correct. To see someone in their element, in the zone, be excelling in some particular area. And this isn't first and foremost that visual thing. Um, it can become intertwined with that. But this is one that's related to attitude and character,
1: yeah, absolutely. and agreed. and and we need, I think it's interesting to talk more about this. Mm-hmm. I want to get us for a second back in trouble and then walk <laughs> oh, just God, okay, away from it yeah. real quick. No, I'm saying, and it has to do with this difficulty and this and us being reluctant
0: mm-hmm. to
1: talk about these things, right? about specific, Visual, visually appealing or not appealing characteristics. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a good indication of how much weight this category has in everyday life, in mm. everybody's life. Yes, that it is so important, <laughs> and so it has so much weight on the psyche of human beings. Being called beautiful or not beautiful because of characteristics that you might possess or not possess. Mm-hmm that people that are not they are excluded mm-hmm. from this category right feel so hurt mm-hmm. that we are, right are kind of walk around yeah, it yeah that we need to walk around it because this thing is a it's such a positive characteristic to have mm-hmm. That not possessing it kind of puts you in a different position right yeah because you're not the ideal because you're not the ideal and because all of a sudden you feel less mhm uh, which is interesting, and I think this gives you a perfect gives us the perfect opportunity to show that beauty is and nothing to do with shallowness. Mm. It's not shallow at all. It is one of those characteristics that everybody wants to have, and that we value a lot, mm-hmm. and therefore it is very important to understand how it works and how we apply it. Right? Yes, and it, sadly we are getting towards this idea that. Everyone needs to have this characteristic.
0: Which is so self-defeating because it loses the exceptional nature of
1: exactly. it. Exactly. We lose the value. And, and, of course, when it comes to Victoria's Secret and this and women's issue, there is a whole baggage there, right? And, you know, we need to get into this. But there's an issue with specific ideal, with imposition, and so on and so on I'm thinking of. And in, in not in, not in our culture with the feet binding right of the babies in China to make sure. That, oh right right. So there are some yes. constraints right. Yes. There are some things that has to do with the specific condition of women in the world in different cultures. Yes. That of course uh, makes people more sensible and sensitive towards yes. like the Victoria's Secret stuff as well. Right? Yeah.
0: But you could you could like you know recognize some things mm-hmm. without being like therefore everything. No, of course not. Right? But, but yeah. what
1: I'm what I'm saying is like. It is specifically and especially hard because there are other, uh, let's call them, political issues attached to it.
0: Mm, yes.
1: But, but the beauty thing in general, I think, shows shows itself shows the power that he has mm-hmm. in this kind of discussions, right? When because all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait a minute, what does it mean if I deem you not beautiful because you have, you know, one eye that's black and one eye is that. That, mm. that is blue. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does it does to you, right? What does it does to you as an individual from a psychological perspective? What does to you sociologically? Where does it put you within society? Mm-hmm. Are there certain things that you're not going to be able to do? Mm-hmm. Are there things that, and again, which we can say, of course you shouldn't do this if you have this characteristic, but it is limiting. It opens and closes doors. It's absolutely
0: limiting. It absolutely opens and closes doors, and I think it's an issue to see that as an issue. Because I think like really there there if everyone is being honest, there's going to be some set of standards, and there's going to be things that meet it or approach it and things that don't. And there's this idea that exists now that like, well, we can't have standards because when you have standards You're excluding somebody. You're excluding someone. But I mean, that's kind of just built into human nature, and it doesn't mean you're going out of your way to do all these bad things. And I feel like beauty is just one of many concepts, because you can apply this to morality. Because if you recall, when we talked about, um, I think, I don't know if it was the good life or, or critical thing, anything. It's always, there's like, well, in order to be good, there must be a not good. Which means there must be things that fall into that category, which means by definition, things can all be good, mm-hmm. right? Or, oh, for there to be critical thinking, that means there has to be not a good. not critical thinking and some things have to fall into that category. Beauty follows suit. In order for there to be beauty, I, yeah. th- not everything is beautiful because then it wouldn't
1: be beauty. And I, you know, that I sympathize with that idea as well. However, I think that there is a difference there. People feel that there is a difference there, mm. and he has to do with with the good life or with critical thinking. There are things that you can do from to move from one category to the other. Mm. Well, with beauty, it seems to people feel, which I think is also wrong. People feel that those things are kind of ascribed to you, right? That you cannot get out of there. Right. You cannot. There is no effort. That if I'm not beautiful, which I'm not, but <laughs> if I'm not beautiful. There's nothing that you can do that will buy you a ticket into beauty. Which is not true. Which uh, I agree with that. There are things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about cosmetics. I'm talking about there are actual things that you can do to move from... It will take more work, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it is. I think that that's the issue. The issue is that the moment we start talking about physical characteristics, then people are like, well, why is it that if I have, again if I'm a redhead <laughs> mm-hmm. all of a sudden you say that no redhead can be beautiful obviously ridiculous right mm-hmm. or you cannot well if i have uh, you know one eye that's blue and one eye that's that's brown mm-hmm. all of a sudden you cannot i cannot be called beautiful because there's no symmetry there right for example right, right. and there's nothing i can do yeah i can put contact lenses on mm-hmm. but that will not be me right you're asking me not to be me in order to enter in these things mm-hmm. and i think that that is the issue that is what people are kind of
0: that's that's definitely the issue that's and i think this is kind of a problem when you only limit beauty to visual things to innate visual things because even when you go in that category you have some things that you can control and some things that you can't control like i can't control the proportions of my face yes i mean some people try to do this with plastic surgery and like it's it's sad that that happens but you know that always not always but It goes wrong sometimes too, right? Because people get obsessed with this thing and they try to be this thing that they're not because of all this pressure and I get that. Um, But then there's other things that are in your control that aren't like a thing that's oppressing you. For example, I'm going to use me as an example. Mm -hmm. I could go into an interview, Mm -hmm. unshowered. Yeah, of course. uh, In pajamas, with my (laughs) hair looking crazy.
1: Now you're describing our
0: students coming (laughs) to class. Go ahead. Just... Like crest on me or like I could do something, something extreme, right? I could do that. Or I could come in looking clean and kempt, and like I care about things and like I want to do this and like go-getter. And that that seems to be like not the same thing as saying, oh, this person, their eye color that they can't change is bad.
1: True, but is that a matter of beauty then or is it rather a matter of presenting yourself? in a way that's acceptable within our society. But I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I think that the goal there, if it wasn't clear, was not to say, like, this thing is beautiful, but to say that there are things that are more... Important. ...you're averse to. Okay. Like, yeah. right? Like, yeah, we're averse to those things, and when you move away from the thing you're averse to, this is in the direction of, of. something like...
1: You're trying to, yes. Of, yes. No, of course, of course, I understand. I understand yes. what you're saying. But I, again... The only reason why I went back to this <laughs> to this thing was just to show how powerful this thing is. Yeah. And how absolutely not shallow <laughs> Yeah. is this all-aesthetic experience that you have, especially when it comes to people, but even when it comes to objects and, and art and mm-hmm. things. Like, because, again, those things are not—they don't live in a different world. Right? right, right. If you are experiencing things that you consider beautiful, well, then all of a sudden— there's a whole host of others they are not beautiful, and yes. their values go down, and all those things. And again, it's not just politics. It's just the way we make choices, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and how how this aesthetic-pleasing aspect of thing of things uh, dictates the way we behave with each other. I'm wondering. Others.
0: I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that that kind of... Because I think you're right. The fact that we have to talk like this indicates that not only do we understand how important it is, but also we understand like that for other people, it's important such yeah. that, you know, certain kind of reactions or whatever. But I'm wondering like when you encounter oppositions to these kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, no matter how nuanced there, because it's one thing to be like, Oh, that's rigid and arbitrary to pick some, Random characteristics and be like, this is objectively beautiful, and that one's not. Like, yeah, that's that's obviously a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can get more nuanced than that, but even still, people are opposed to that. So my question is, do you think that the opposition is an opposition to some particular idea or of beauties or set of idea of beauties? Or do you think it's an opposition to the idea of beauty as such?
1: Hmm. Well, I think that ultimately, so if people don't want to hear any sort of, to use your word, standards, mm-hmm. right? if they say that all, no matter what standard you're using, the standard is wrong because you're making it up and is pinpointing something, then they are opposed to the ideal beauty itself. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Again, you said it right. I think that in order for us to have something beautiful, there needs to be something exceptional about it. Mm-hmm. An exceptional, by definition, means above average, mm-hmm. which means something that not everybody, not everything can have. And the moment you bring the bar and say everything is the same, mm-hmm. then the concept itself disappears uh, no matter what. It, uh, is that what you were asking? Yes. Uh, it's the, I think that that is, mm. you know, you cannot doubt that it's like objective.
0: <laughs> but But we would agree, I think, that... It, you can be critical of the one without going into the other.
1: Oh no, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and
0: I think that's just the important thing to distinguish. It's like you can say maybe there are some particular things that are arbitrary, or that get used in the wrong way, or that are um, just kind of you know uh, an air of the zeitgeist that is uh, ingenuine. Like these things could absolutely be the case. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only idea we are trying to make is that you could acknowledge that without necessarily taking the dive into like, okay, then there is no concept.
1: You can, but I, I see as being, and you should, quite frankly. Uh Okay. Okay. Uh, But, but I see as increasingly more difficult Mm. because people tend to have this is uh totalizing ideas about stuff, right? Mm. Then the moment and they go at each other in a way. And I think that's really I tell you, well this thing that you're pinpointing is um subjective, relative, and oppressive. Mm-hmm. And you come to me and you tell me, Well and this thing that you're okay, but this thing that you're believing on <laughs> is, is also subjective. And then in order for because I want you to accept the fact that the thing that I say is really bad, mm-hmm. you'll accept the fact that what I you know, the, what I say is really bad as well. And we just start start this 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 vortex mm. <laughs> and this cycle of taking away standards mm-hmm. of any sort until you're left with everything is the same. Mm-hmm. And we, we live in your favorite kind of world, the relativistic world. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's not just about, oh, I think, this is not the only danger to beauty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, and it's interesting because we talked about about what I'm about to say um, few, I don't know, last week or two weeks ago, like we were talking about, you were telling me about the, the, the thing that you did with Claire with ranking the census, right?
0: Oh, yes, yes.
1: And I think that uh, one of the issues that we have is we're being too visual with this category. Mm. The beauty is uh, it's been centuries already uh, that it's being attached mainly uh, if not solely, to this visual, to mm-hmm. the visual world, right? And we have this inner beauty as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, uh, you you might say, well, these are not visual. But truth is that even when we talk about these things, the metaphor is always visual as well. So we are kind of, uh, how can we say, um like centric Exactly, we're bringing this back to a visual aspect as well. You need to show me your inner beauty. Mm-hmm. If people can see your inner beauty, right? Mm. Uh, we don't say if people can perceive that, right? Or people can—that's true. Hear that—that's true. And I think that that metaphor, somewhat, leads to that. And even with with music, partially, right? It's like the music needs to give a specific visual, right? It, it, mm. it gives you a visual. It gives you. Your imaginary goes something again. Imaginary image, visual yes. still, Yes. Right? I think that you know, kind of detaching these two things, there are, there, there, might give us a clue into how to solve some of these issues, maybe.
0: Yeah, and it's, cer- it's certainly limiting to not do that, right? Yeah. Because even with pe- with everything, but with people, because um, if you're limited to the visual, you don't talk about oh, the beautiful sound yes. of that person's voice. Yes. Um, or, you know, the, the way the person smells or something like that. And these, these all seem to be included. Um, so yeah, we certainly shouldn't box that off. I would, I would agree.
1: And is there a way to go beyond that, to go beyond, well, first the visual and in general, is there a way, can there be beauty with no senses?
0: Ooh.
1: Is it it (laughs) possible that something is beautiful, but not necessarily, um, how can we say, perceived through one specific sense. Because I know that you, of course, if you don't perceive anything, you're not in contact with anything, therefore there's nothing. Yes. But I'm saying, is there a way, is there a situation where beauty comes more from this inner thing, kind of the good, right? Is there a way where beauty is something to do, that, that somebody is beautiful or something is beautiful, not because the way they look, smell, feel, or Mm -hmm. ear, you know, sound, and so on, uh, but just because there's something else. There's another category there.
0: I think there's probably something there, and I think that applies to people, and it also applies to other things, because when when you think about art, and maybe we should talk about this in the next episode, you know, this idea of where else beauty can come from and how this applies, not just to people, because we've kind of limited ourselves to that, but to ideas, to
1: art to things like that is there a mental beauty is there a mental beauty yes (laughs) aside from body one yep all right so I guess that's it for this episode yeah we'll see you guys around see you later